The Bellarmine Forum presents Footnote Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Here's your host, Christopher Mannion. We're here today with Father Kenneth Baker, S.J., longtime editor of the Homiletic and Pastoral Review and translator for many of Cardinal Ratzinger's uh, German works and a number of other very fascinating credits. Father, welcome to Footnote at the Bellarmine Forum. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I'm delighted to be here. It was 40 years with the Homiletic and Pastor Review. Wonderful. 1971 to uh, 2010. Well, the Homiletic and Pastor Review was a Monthly magazine for the Catholic clergy was founded by a diocesan priest in New York in 1900, uh, and I became editor in 1971. I was editor from 1971 to 19 to 2010. Uh, we specialized in uh, presenting a example, a sample homilies for every Sunday for priests, and with articles on things concerning the church, uh, a few columns on moral questions. We had uh, Monsignor William Smith writing that for a number of years. He was an excellent uh, commentator on moral questions. He never left you in doubt. I mean, it was no waffling with Monsignor Smith. It was either yes or no on the questions that came to him. And then we had some book reviews. So we went to, we had about 13,000 subscribers. We went to, At one time, we went to about half of all the parishes in the United States. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, one of your articles was on how to preach Humane Vitae by a good priest from the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I wonder, Father, if you've uh, experienced and heard from priests over the years about uh, problems with teaching Humane Vitae. I read in Cardinal Dolan's uh, interview last March in the Wall Street Journal that the church hasn't taught Humane Vitae since 1968. Uh, what troubles, what confronts a priest when he's trying to preach Humane Vitae if he's trying at all? Well, during the time that I went to the meetings of the bishops' conference, I had never heard anything about Humane Vitae. They just ignored it. Uh, and actually, the Pope who wrote it, Paul VI, never, never pushed it much after that either, as I recall. But uh, I did hear from various priests who preached regularly on Humane Vitae that they would lose a certain number of their parishioners, mm -hmm. uh, young, especially young, younger couples who were contracepting, who didn't want to hear this, and so they, 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 would, they wouldn't come to church. I remember me, meeting one uh, distinguished pastor, it was in Cleveland, and he used to preach uh, about twice a year on uh, Humane Vitae, and he said he lost one-third of his parishioners because of that. I know uh, some priests here tell me that when they preach it, uh, it's very interesting. A few people will object right away. But others will write the chancery and complain, not that the priest is teaching Humane Vitae, but that, you know, this fellow's sermons are too long, or he talks too much about money. He'll always do something peripheral and complain to the chancery about it, uh, rather than go to the bullseye and complain that he's actually teaching the teaching of the church. But over the years, I, I, as I recall, you know, going through thousands of articles and uh, individual articles, I can't recall that uh, precisely. But there were there were some articles in defense of Humane Vitae, but uh, there were more articles about natural family planning, mm -hmm. NFP. 
And every time I publish something on NFP, I usually get a, a lot of letters to the editor of people that are objected to that. So there, there, there's, there's more than one position on that NFP. Yes, there business. is. And uh, so the, the the fellow that is uh, it comes to mind as one of the main promoters of it, John Kipley. I publish some articles by him, but when I publish an article by him, then I'd get articles, letters to the editor of people who disagreed with him. Mm-hmm. And so there are two two positions that seems to me on that with regard to national family planning. But that would be the closest way that would be have something to do with humana vitae, mm-hmm. you know, with the church's position on the immorality of uh, contraception. Well, the bishops are now planning a communications program for ni- for 2016 three years hence, among the topics they are attempting to better uh, communicate are, are human dignity and uh, in, uh, nothing about humane vitae or sexual moral teaching specifically. But it's our feeling at the Bellarmine Forum that the laity have to pray for and even support uh, priests and bishops uh, by encouraging them and giving them some fortitude to pursue uh, this teaching with uh, fidelity and with fervor. One way that would uh, lead to solve this problem would be to go back to a policy that the bishops had before Vatican II of every year publishing a booklet uh, for every Sunday of the year indicating what the topic was that was to be preached on and with a little outline of it. So if a diocese went back to that, they could put once or twice a year a, 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 a homily on Humana Vitae in there with a little outline of it. And that's mandated for the, uh, mm-hmm. every priest in that diocese has to preach on that subject on that Sunday. That's the way it was done before Wonderful. Vatican II. I have books. I've got three books that list all that. Sometimes I take a look at it, see on a particular fourth Sunday after Pentecost or whatever, you know, what was the subject that was prescribed for that, for that Sunday. But that would be one way mm-hmm. uh, for the bishops to see that, that, that is done. Um, speaking of subjects, one of the subjects you've been immersed in is the writings of uh, Pope Benedict uh, as a cardinal and as pope. And are you translating these? Well, I have translated some. Ignatius Press is going to bring out a volume next to sp- oh, this year, sometime this, sometimes this year. Uh, it's the, the Herder in Germany is publishing 16 volumes of the collected works of Ratzinger. And we have translated, the first one we translated at his request was number volume 11, which is on the liturgy. Uh, it's about 800 pages long. Wow. And uh, it, it's, two or three of his books that are published are in there, on the spirit of the liturgy and things. They're all in this one big book. And I, did, I translated six or eight of the articles in that. But that's coming out from Ignatius Press this year. Uh, but... Uh, the herder is supposed to be bringing out one or two volumes a year uh, for like eight or ten years until they get them all published. The, the, imagine that, 16 volumes of the collected works of, uh, of Joseph Ratzinger. What's it like translating for the Pope? Well, um, it's, uh, the German is, it varies. I found that some of the articles that I translated were in the 60s and others were in the 90s or the uh, 2000. And the early ones are very complicated. Very difficult. When he was a young scholar, this is this is, goes to the German way of doing things, the German university. When they're a young professor, they write in very difficult language, uh, and that's a way to prove that you know that they're a professor. But as they get older and as they get wiser, it gets more simple. 
Uh, Karl Rahner was the same way. Uh, some of his earlier things were very complicated, but later on it becomes much, much more simple. As I recall, he was a teacher of yours at Innsbruck. Oh, I had him for three years at Innsbruck, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a, a, a terrific teacher. He spoke beautiful Latin, just like Thomas Aquinas. And he was much clearer in Latin than he was in German. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Well, Father Baker, we'll come back next week for more, but I appreciate uh, talking to someone with the breadth of experience and uh, especially your devotion to Catholic education. You were president of Seattle University many years ago before you came to the homiletic, as I recall. That's right. And um, now you've been educating priests and laymen through the homiletic and pastoral review, and you've been working on the works of the Pope, which is... Well, right in the present time, though, Chris, I'm translating uh, a manual of uh, dogmatic theology in Latin uh, into English, a four-volume series of all of dogmatic theology uh, from Latin into English, and it's the best manual that has ever been published about scholastic and Thomistic theology. And so I've got two volumes done so far. And now I'm working on the third one. And where, who was the author, editor, the original this, editor? Oh, this it was published by the Bishops' Conference of Spain mm-hmm. uh, about 50 years ago. And uh, there haven't been any manuals print, printed or uh, published since then. Uh, it, it was published in uh, Madrid in Spain, uh, four volumes. Uh, but there's, it's a series of authors. Each treatise is mm-hmm. by a different, they're all Jesuits. All, all, all Orthodox Roman Catholic Jesuits. Wow, that's a treat. I guess you have to go all the way to Spain to find them. And who's going to publish it here, Father? The Fraternity of St. Peter is Wonderful. publishing it. Yeah. Well, then, as uh, we say goodbye today, I will recommend that work to all of our readers for a fireside reading during the winter. Oh, it's pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> Father Baker, thanks for coming, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. You've been listening to Footnote, Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Footnote is brought to you by the Bellarmine Forum. Copyright the Bellarmine Forum. All rights reserved.